So yesterday, we do this really moving and unbelievable and deserved. One year to the day we lost Bernard, this really moving and beautiful show. And we had about a thousand guests on. I mean, a thousand. Dating back to the I Miss Days, Connell McShane, Warner Wolf, and a host of others. Mike Breen was terrific as well. Joseph Abood, all these guys. Pete Morgan. But I think the guy that really stole the show was Frank Morano. And why is that? Because Frank Morano talked about me. <laughs> this was a Bernie remembrance show, but Frank Morano found a way to say, hey, love Bernie, talented guy, we all miss him. But how about Sid? Bernie passes away and Sid's got the number one show in the world. So I, uh, I thanked Frank, of course, this morning when I saw him. And I said, Frank, you know, I thought of all the interviews I heard about this whole, my friend Nancy Mace, who was on with me twice this week already, of all the interviews I heard, I think you and Kill Me did the best job. He goes, funny you mentioned Brian Kilmeade. I said, why is that? He said, well, you know, last Friday, I know, I know, Atlantic City, Brian had to take two cars, three boats, six buses. <laughs> but he made his way through the rainstorm to Atlantic City. And supposedly, he was awesome. Got a new book coming out, Teddy Roosevelt, Booker T. Washington, all that good stuff. And he said, you know, he, he was kind enough, too, after this great show, to walk over to everybody and sign their books. And I go, I'm not surprised. Kilmeade is a, a man of the man. People love him. He said, yeah. And he goes, he signed my book. I said, okay, great. He said, yeah. You want to know what he wrote? I go, why would I care? He goes, well, you may when you hear what he wrote. I said, sure. What did Brian wrote? Right, I should say. And according to Morano, uh, the exact quote from Brian Kilmeade that he wrote in Morano's book is, quote, better than Sid. Is that true, Brian? Yeah, I was trying to make him feel better. His <laughs> wife was there. And, you know, I just said, I know you guys are arch rivals. And I'll make it, but I'll write something even oh, more uh, promising for you when oh, you God. go and purchase a book. I'm not going to give you another book. You got to go purchase it at Barnes and Noble or another reputable bookstore. Oh, don't, don't wait for the sale, uh, the sale card either. Um, so I did write that and I knew that it was going to come back to me. A second I wrote it, I go, this probably wasn't smart. <laughs> And I go because oh, Sid God. is so sensitive, yeah. and the and the rivalry between you two is no. so There's strong. There's no rivalry. No, 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 no. no. You know, there kind of like no. It's not like the Red Sox and the Yankees. Like the Yankees would win the, championships every year. The fans didn't care. The Red Sox until 2004, they never won. They would consider it a rivalry. So in that example, in that scenario, I'm the Yankees and Frank's Boston. I mean, I love him dearly. He's a tremendous talent and a super guy, but in fact, nobody rivals me. Nobody. Okay. I, I mean, he feels differently. <laughs> right, because so. he's the Red Sox guy. I'm the Yankee right. guy. I just win And by the way, they're both out of the playoffs this year, so I don't like your analogy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you guys are both stars. I mean, you're number one in New York yes. in the mornings. Yes, So you can't true. say Red Sox-Yankees this year. They're you're rebuilding. Right. You're not rebuilding. You're right. It's, it's a whole, the whole sport seems a mess. Billy Upper gets I mean, fired. This, this year, the thing that made it so hard is we really thought, I mean, everybody I know thought this is going to be promising. You know, the Yankees had another pitcher. They they got they uh, had some injuries at the end. Judge's not going to have the pressure of hitting 60 again. At the end, he kind of got uh, tightened up. So I'm saying to myself, they're going to be really good again, and they'll add somebody in July, and they'll, they'll take it all this year. And obviously not. The Mets were out of it in June, and now they're both— I don't know how the Yankees are rebuilding. I do have uh, some ideas on how they should, but, uh, but the Mets have totally— uh, they fire their manager. They might lose Pete Alonzo. 
I mean, where do they even start? If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GobbleLaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident. Well, they won't lose Alonzo. In fact, uh, the first thing David Stern said when he took over was, Pete Alonzo is going to be my first baseman, and Cohen's going to pay him. He ain't going anywhere. But uh, the team's a mess. The Yankees fired nobody. And now football season is basically over because the Jets and Giants are a combined two and six, and the Giants, with Miami and Buffalo coming up, look completely lost. So... Let's go Knicks. Let's go Rangers. <laughs> but I do want to get back to what I said about uh, you and uh, Morano, and, 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 I, and I really meant it. The interview you did about Kevin McCarthy being ousted. And again, I'm very close with Nancy Mace. I think you know that. She was on uh, twice this week, including yesterday. And I said, Nancy, it seemed kind of selfish. You made it about yourself. I love you. I love you. But you made this about yourself. You know, you teamed up with Matt Gates, who's a selfish prick, who made this a personal vendetta with uh, with McCarthy. And I said, I think you hurt yourself. I really think you hurt yourself. And she said, I don't care. She said, I did what's best for the country. We're sick of the chaos. We're sick of it. Really? We, yes. We, I said, well, did you just cause more chaos? She said, No. <laughs> Next week, we'll have Scalise or Jordan or somebody else, and everyone will forget what happened this week. I know you disagree. I, I, mean, I mean, I can't believe that she sat next to Matt Gates and sat down with Steve Bannon and did an interview. I mean, she, if you look up Nancy Mace's comments on Matt Gates, she doesn't even like him. Um, and she said some really harsh things about him. No, 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 but she, she changed said, well, that. There was, no, there she, she, she changed that because she did my show Monday. She was here for The View. She did The View on Monday. And this was the day before they ousted McCarthy. And she said on my show, she said, Gates and I are friendly. We're good friends. And I'm going to vote with him. So I was not surprised she did it. She actually said it on my show the day before. I was still disgusted and angry. But she did say Monday, her and Gates are, quote unquote, friends. I don't know. You want to see some of these quotes that she said about him? I mean, we'll share them off the air. But, I mean, how can they be uh, friends? It doesn't make any sense to me. And the thing is, I always ask myself, what's the objective? You know, you're about to lose your temper. If you're about to lose your temper uh, and you say, well, I'm going to lose my temper on my boss. Well, what's the objective? Well, you could lose your job. Is it worth it? Even if you are right, is it worth it? And the, the Republicans should have said, no, of course not. It's not worth it. This guy didn't do anything wrong. You know, if you go back and see, these are maneuvers that you have to make with an unwieldy caucus. Well, I should have brought, she wanted to bring the abortion issue in the 15 or 12 or 15 weeks, whatever she wanted to do, uh, uh, to the floor. Okay. Not yet. Nine months in, didn't have a chance to do it. Uh, let him, you know, they went back and forth. He called their chief of staff and said, what is Nancy Mace mad of? And the chief of staff, according to Kevin McCarthy, said nothing. You didn't, you, there's nothing you did. So I guess she's going to fire her chief of staff. But uh, having said that, uh, when people say, uh, you know, uh, Matt Gates, I got to get him out and no one can convince me it's not personal. And then we had this congressman from Tennessee said, well, I wanted to pray about it. And Kevin McCarthy called me up and says, we've been friends. You voted for me 15 times. We've been friends for about 10 years. What is there to pray about? He goes, well, you're mocking me and praying. So I, I'm going to vote against you. 
And I, I confront him. I go, listen, so you're friends with him, but the fact that you believe he mocked you for praying when he said he didn't, and you're friends, you vote, that's why? Well, yeah, well, I think it's better for the country. So you, okay. I, I just said, I said this earlier, um, Sid, if I have 96% approval rating at WABC and Sid Rosenberg does too, and I have it at Fox, I walk home pretty happy. It's not like he got ousted by 180 people. Eight, 210 more conservative than uh, and experienced than, than these eight in many cases. Said so he's doing a really good job. Leave him alone. Yeah, it doesn't make sense that 4% decided that he's done. And I know you made a baseball analogy, but I was watching Newt Gingrich on Hannity's show the other night, and he made a great analogy. He said, look, Georgia's the number one football team in the country. If they're taking on Nick Saban in Alabama, and right before the game, four or five players from Georgia decide, I'm going to play for Alabama, they're going to kick them off the team. And it doesn't make sense. I don't know where else in America today... We make decisions based on three or four percent. You know, Sid, I think that's so, so underreported what you just said, because people will just say he got ousted. He was unpopular. Didn't do the right thing. By whom? Eight people. How many in there? 218. Really? So 210 say he's doing a good job. Eight say he isn't. Now he's humiliated the shortest tenure in American history. Never before done in American history. A week where nothing gets done. We literally don't have a governing body right now until next week when you know Jordan's not going to get enough right away. Or Steve Scalise is not going to get enough. Or Congressman Hearn is not going to get enough. And you know, Trump might be dramatically taking over. Just more chaos. And around the world, they are people are really, our allies are really getting nervous. There's a sense that we're coming apart. And we are. I I tell you what, I got the same sense here, and not just on a national level. But uh, this, of course, is Brian Kilmeade, who's amazing after me every day. Don't miss him, 10 o'clock here on WABC, Fox and Friends on Fox News. And we'll get to his own show, which is tremendous, 9 p.m. Saturday nights after Levin, One Nation. I had the uh, mayor on last Thursday for 30 minutes, and we had a great conversation. And he, on record, blasted Joe Biden. Okay, great. Then I hear a cut from Mayor Adams, who's not even here. He's in South America. He's in Ecuador. He's in Colombia. I don't know where the hell he is. I hear a cut yesterday that says, and I quote, our policy hasn't changed. We want the borders open. Whoa, 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 hold on a second. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I played it 10 times yesterday. When was that a policy here in New York? And secondly, how can the mayor possibly possibly be critical of Joe Biden if, in fact, if he wants the borders open, that's what Biden is doing. So he's mad at him because he hasn't given him money? I don't. I can't believe what I heard from Eric Adams yesterday. Our policy remains the same. We want the borders open. It's insane to go to, to, go to Mexico and say that. That's exactly the opposite of what he told us he was he was traveling to do. He was saying, we're closed, don't come, we're full. You know, you saw the numbers, 3,700 just came last week. Uh, again, you know, we're up to 122,000. That was before that, so it was 125,000. So if he's, I mean, I, I'm, I'm flabbergasted by that. All I saw was him walking in the airport saying he's got to just get the message out. So, I mean, it's embarrassing. For, for this administration to have to have mayors travel the country, the mayor of Chicago, is a, who does not seem to be uh, the beginning of a successful term, obviously, going to the border to see for himself the problem. The Secretary of State, the Attorney General of Mexico City, seeing the problem. And then he's, they're building 20 miles of wall only because they claim the courts are making them. 
So instead of just saying, hey, I was wrong, it's definitely going to be part of the solution. we got to send a message to get out because this is a catastrophe. Instead, you break the border. You're trying to fix the border while denying it's a, it's a catastrophe. I think we all know different. I, I'm looking, and my first, my A block, I'm pretty sure, Saturday night is going to be just about how Trump's best advertisement is Joe Biden's policies. And, and that, more than uh, along with being targeted in New York ridiculously by this clearly political motivated attorney general, this, this, tr- this clown show that's going on right now, uh, that together is probably, and, and you know I didn't say this in 2022, you, we've been talking every week, Yep. I, Joe Biden's ineptness is putting G- uh, Donald Trump back in the White House. Yep. I think it is, too. And, you know, you, you call it a clown show, and so did I. I made the comparison this week that the same vendetta that allowed Matt Gates to get rid of Kevin McCarthy is the same personal vendetta Letitia James has with Donald Trump. The difference is, while it is a clown show and unfair and may put Trump back in the White House, this is destroying him. I mean, there's a real possibility he could be fined upwards of a quarter of a billion dollars, lose his practicing license, loses the buildings. I mean, this is this is real. This is real. Listen, I, I, I spotted this when I started reading this, that the judge already made this decision and we have a three month trial straight ahead. I go, what are we even doing the trial for? There's no jury. You know, setting up for appeal. And then when they had the statute of limitations, because, yeah, a lot of this stuff happened before 2014, but it will play a role in my ultimate decision about his actions after. I go, well, excuse me? Statute of limitations is statute of limitations. You know, it's done. Why don't we go doing that with Hunter Biden? Excuse me, by your policies, even though you didn't pay your taxes in the five years are up. Uh, by the way you've acted, I'm going to take those five years into account. You can't do it, but they're doing it. So, I mean, this this civil trial has me so confused. I have a lawyer on every day who says something different, but now he's got to sit there and he's seeing it all burn up for no reason. And you know how many people in that business will say, hey, I want to buy that golf club. It's $4 billion. Okay, uh, I'll pay you $2 billion. Okay, let's settle on $3 billion. How dare you overestimate the value of that golf course? Well, if you have to go to a bank, the bank's not going to wait for you and your opinion or your speech. They're going to send adjusters down there, and they will decide. An accountant's got to sign off on it. But just like they flipped one of his lawyers in the Georgia case— they actually, not in the in the documents case, they actually flipped his accountant and say, if you know, walk away from Trump and we won't file charges on you. I'm next thing you know, his accountant's testifying against him. Who ever heard of this? And the Americans are disturbed by this. And I'm telling you, a lot of people who have to deal with the court system are saying, if it could happen to me, it or it happened to me, and they're going after our president. This is purely political. And Letitia James sits out there and claims it's not. And we have video they show differently. I've never seen anything like it. Out of all out of all the cases, this is the one that astounds me the most. Well, listen, as always, Brian, excellent job. Uh, Once again, folks, Fox and Friends, Fox News every morning. One Nation, I really believe this, not because I've been a guest on it many times. I think it's the best show on Fox News, 9 p.m. on Saturday nights. And, of course, follows me every weekday morning at 10 o'clock right here on 77 WABC. My man, the great Brian Kilmeade. Brian, excellent again. We'll do it again next week. All right, stay within yourself, Sid. Go get him. (laughs) Big show coming up. Curtis Lee will coming up next. It's the Friday edition of Sid and Friends in the Morning. Keep it right here.